Hello and welcome to Aman Observer. Today we're looking at Alzheimer's. The month September is dedicated to this very cause and in Oman, it is Oman Alzheimer's Society that has been doing the promotions and awareness on Alzheimer's. Joining us today is a chairman of Oman Alzheimer's Society and he's Dr. Hamid Al-Sanawi. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Oman Observer. Thank you, Lakshmi. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and your colleagues. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Let's take a look at this year and the theme that has been out there and how have we done? Yes. Well, the theme this year was No Alzheimer's, as in K-N-E-W. Mm-hmm. No Alzheimer's, no dementia, and the message is to, for people to know more about the different symptoms, what can we do to, pre- to detect the symptoms at an early stages, and is there anything that we could do to reduce our risk of developing Alzheimer's? Now, this year, uh, like previous years, we've been active uh, using public awareness campaigns to get the message through to people. Uh, we were lucky this time to be joined by a uh, younger generation. We have a group of uh, Oman youth psychologists and uh, Oman volunteers to work together in terms of uh, targeting the younger population. We are also using more of um, social media campaigns, uh, producing uh, e-leaflets and uh, short videos. And uh, we had a few webinars as well. Obviously, because we are still not out of COVID, we were unable to have an in-person event. So luckily, now we are discovering that social, uh, social media and uh, different platforms can give us a wider audience. So we had people joining us from abroad. We had a joint activity with Qatar, where colleagues from uh, Qatar and from Oman uh, talked about Alzheimer's. We also invited caregivers to talk about their experience. And we had uh, caregivers from both sides. And from Qatar, we actually had, it was interesting because they interviewed a person who had early Alzheimer's, who was able to talk about his experience, the different emotion he is experiencing, how his family took on the, the, diag- the news of the diagnosis. So the whole idea of those activities to let people know more about Alzheimer's and so we can work together in early detection and hopefully help the person and the caregivers. You met two young Alzheimer yes. patients and they're like 49 and 55. Yes. 49 is very young, so it's 55, extremely young. Yes. Uh, they could be in the prime of yes. their life at yes. that point. Yes. So is it like full-fledged Alzheimer's or is it like back and forth? Yes, it is a, a type of Alzheimer's known as early onset. Mm-hmm. So usually Alzheimer's is connected with old age. So after the age of 65, one's risk of developing Alzheimer's increases. So at 65, we have a risk. At 70, the risk is more and, and, and so on. But in some occasions, uh, people can still have Alzheimer's at a younger age. So the youngest record reported in the literature, I think, is 28 years old, mm-hmm. which is the peak of youth. If you think about yes. it, somebody who just probably finished college, started a job, have a small family. And for uh, such unfortunate people, although this type of what we call early onset uh, dementia, early onset Alzheimer's, the person usually have a very strong family history. So. His parent might have the condition themselves. Uh, the, the tricky part is that the symptoms might be different. So usually a person with Alzheimer's, if they are old, they become forgetful, they repeat themselves, they misplace their glasses, their keys. But a younger onset person might have a different presentation. So Such as? Well, they have problem using language. So sometimes they will have difficulty expressing themselves or they will have... Uh, 
kind of uncoordinated movements. They might have uh, unexplained faults. They might have difficulty organizing their behavior or planning certain things. They get lost in familiar uh, places. Driving can become a, a big challenge. So sometimes uh, such person might be still at work. People around him might detect there are certain changes. He's making frequent uh, mistakes. Might sometimes, if he's working in a critical job, he might be so putting himself at danger, which eventually leads this person will be, you know, will have to leave his job and stay at home. And it's very challenging for the family because I remember we had a patient here in Oman that his son was at class 10 or 11 and he started to become the father to his son so he described it as like a role reversal so within, he became the father to his yeah, father in, in a, yes the father to his the father mm-hmm. in a sense that when he go for a walk he has to look after his father that father will not get lost or not start breaking the windows of other people mm-hmm. because he will see his reflection in the mirror oh. and at certain stage people with Alzheimer's are unable to uh, identify their own reflection they think it's someone else staring at them so uh, it's a very interesting uh, change in dynamics so it's we call it role reversal so instead of the father contributing to the son development and giving him love and care it's happening the other way around and sometimes at such a younger age as we described here Mm. and if we are able to detect because of genetics and i think that's what triggers of younger uh, patients so is there anything we can do to delay Actually, in terms of genetic therapy, it's all too early for that. Uh, we were discussing this before, but uh, the, most of the focus goes on preventing Alzheimer's in terms of uh, healthy eating, so exercise, good diet, balanced diet, avoiding you know, fast food, for food that is uh, full of oily and cholesterol-inducing uh, food, uh, having social connection, talking to people, mm-hmm. treating diabetes, hypertension, depression, avoiding uh, air pollution so basically having adopted air pollution uh, yes there are some studies suggesting that places where there is high level of air pollution the number of uh, alzheimer cases is higher avoiding head injuries so if you go cycling you have to wear a helmet if you're you know driving a motorcycle and uh, keeping connected so using your brain there's a saying in english if you don't use it you will lose it mm-hmm. so the reference is your brain activity so reading is a good exercise if you are keeping engaged you meet people, you have discussion. This is all kind of keep your brain active and healthy for a long period of time. So this is the message you would like to give. Definitely. Whether there's someone in the family or not, Definitely. this could and be... That should be started early because, you know, it's pointless to start doing this when you are in your mid-50 or something. So it has to be something that is incorporated within your lifestyle. You know, making a, an effort to exercise at least half an hour per day if not every day, at least three or two, four times a week, uh, having a balance. I know it's a temptation now to go out and try all those new food outlets that we see in social media, advertising and tempting. So it's about thinking on the long term, uh, having a balanced diet, talking to people and being socially active. That all helps. That all helps. Okay. Even socially active. Definitely. Because some people are introverts. Uh, being introvert, introvert people can still uh, compensate by doing things that stimulate their brain. So reading is a good activity mm-hmm. instead of passively sitting and watching Netflix or mm-hmm. other, you know, media platforms. It's always useful to have a discussion with other people because that, you know, the critical discussion makes your brain think and your brain function active for a long period of time. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, congratulations to you and the society for doing wonderful job. 
Thank you, Naksmi. Thank you for the support.